welcome back everyone to the 120th episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. We're old. <laughs> as always, I am that mysterious masked man, Dan Ryan, joined as always by my co-host. I've had my heart broken and re-pieced back together again, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Oh dear. <laughs> um, well, what makes you think there's bad news, Dan? <laughs> well... Uh, in general news, our Summer mm. of Cyborg event is continuing full I think we're doing a, a rapid pace. We are. I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Catching up with some old Cyborg buddies of mine. Yeah, and I think today is going to serve to bring back a lot of nostalgia, too, mm. um, based on this batch of episodes. Uh, very excited to get to, by the way, because Black Ghost gets to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Are they seemingly defeated? Who mm. knows? But, you know, uh, it's it's a very... Very exciting batch, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not skipping over anything in the meantime because mm-hmm. we you know we've had a couple of action packed episodes in a row here. Yep. So, um, before we get into that, as always, do we have any anime life or video game news to discuss? Um, I, I do. I have a few. Mm-hmm. I have a few video games. I have a few anime adjacent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the sad news. It's nothing in relation to the podcast, oh, no. but. Uh, you know, that Made in Abyss three-movie trilogy arrived on my doorstep, and I saw that the eBay prices were going through the roof. Mm -hmm. So I said, why not sit down and return to the misery porn, I mean, albeit good misery porn, that is Made in Abyss. Uh, the three movies, it's like Twilight, hold on, let me look up the official names that I have here. We have, the first two are recap movies of the series in general, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of truncated a bit. We have Main Abyss Journey's Dawn and Main Abyss Wandering Twilight. This is fine. I was prepared for my heart to be ripped out of my chest in a recap series, especially when you get to Nanachi and her little friend, but I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen, but we did see that series, I believe. I lent that to you and you watched it and enjoyed it. Um, It will be a watch on the podcast, but maybe further down the line when... (laughs) I need to be sad again. <laughs> we have something happy to balance yeah. it out. <laughs> we'll do that next with Up Next on Spongebob. Yeah, well, um, we have to, so. And I did finally make it to the third movie, all about Bondrood, <laughs> the mysterious mm-hmm. new layer of the mist made uh, made in the abyss dawn of the deep soul. And, uh, Dan, oh boy, I don't want to spoil anything, but things got emotional. <laughs> Uh, Children were put in predicaments that had a lot of body horror in it again. Yeah. And I should have expected it, should have seen it coming. Uh, We referred to Bondrood as best dad, but let me tell you, he's he's not a good dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's up there in the ranks of bad anime dads. But (laughs) he's like bad anime dad, but they try to frame it in a way like he's doing it for science and the greater of humanity, for the greater good, one might say. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way he handles certain things doesn't make him all that relatable and fun to be around. Of course. Mm. So it it bridges the gaps, especially if you have dad problems. (laughs) If you and your dad don't see eye to eye, maybe this will wake some emotions that maybe shouldn't have been stirred, but uh, it's a recommend for me. I I was so down on Tuesday, Wednesday when I watched this that I was like, well, I got to read the entire manga up to date, so nothing surprises me anymore. And one thing I will say is that the main Abyss franchise, the anime, very, very, very close, if not exactly, from the manga. Well, that's good. So yeah. it's like screen screens stay the same, dialogue stays the same, they don't really add anything or take away from anything, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I like that. I enjoy that in an anime. Um, but it was an emotional toll on my soul. Yes. Mm. Yep. Any news to brighten me up before I transition into my other anime-adjacent news? Um, well, I'm saving the big one for okay. last, uh, but 
I, I've been going through JoJo. JoJo's mm. is, <laughs> could brighten your soul. Yes, yeah. you know, I'm in the middle of the uh, the Pillar Man San Viento mm. happening, mm. Uh, where uh, the second gen JoJo has to, <laughs> you know, you know, go around the world to stop these Pillar Men mm-hmm. who seemingly have some kind of tie to Dio from the first part. So, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean time. that's 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 a good romp, <laughs> you know. That that'll brighten your mood after hmm. Maiden Abyss, I would assume. Yeah, so I need someone named like uh, Panini Pastrani or whatever they're naming each other nowadays. <laughs> yeah, Robert O. Speedwagon. <laughs> so, uh, we gotta get Grant to cover that yeah. show here. We gotta we gotta do that's something me and him could if we need to. Uh, why I play Pagliacci in the corner (laughs) (laughs) who's probably also a Jojo character so I wouldn't doubt it uh, yeah but we gotta do that at some point but that's that's the only small bit I Mm. have yeah Um, I did watch uh, Disney Pixar's Luca Mm -hmm. on Disney Plus it was good it was a whimsical fun Italian countryside uh, romp that they're like the producers are like it's not supposed to be gay but it really does come across a little bit well everything I've seen yeah Yeah. I I, like the whole thing it the end part where they like well i don't want to spoil yeah. but you know like that whole ending crowd thing is definitely mm-hmm. i i think they disney just doesn't want to admit, admit to stuff like that hmm. odd yeah. odd odd but it, it's cute it's fun no yeah. complaints there yeah really you know a pick me up after that and then the big news that i have is i did finish the world ends with you animation mm-hmm. and it ended well it's only 12 episodes recapping the first game the first series whatever and they did a good job they brought in the end it's typical um you know come as you are anime mm-hmm. um nothing too out of the box but i do like the marketing tie-in because as soon as the anime series ended a certain demo went up on the ps4 and mm-hmm. nintendo eShop. Um, and this game, Neo, The World Ends With You, is more than I ever hoped for, Dan. Yeah. I, 100% of the demo, it plays like butter, the soundtrack's amazing, the characters are all likable, whereas we had Neku, who is kind of stony and silent in the first game, and a bit of an outcast, we get some friends in the form of Rindo and Fret, and a few old faces that I don't want to spoil, but they are related to the previous game and entry in the series. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's shaping up, it's very stylistic, the voice acting's great. It just flows well. It's a great video game. Can't wait for next month when it comes out. Yeah, I mm. as per your recommendation, I've played some of the demo. Mm-hmm. I you know in 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 spurts, I've like gone in and uh, played it. I, I mean, I don't know a, a ton about mm. like the franchise and the first one, but it seems like very you know energetic. Mm-hmm. And I played it for a bit, and then I put Sunshine back in. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was doing. So. Mm. <laughs> But no, I, yeah. I, you know, I whatever I can judge, I, I thought it was really good. Mm. You know, yep. Visually, it's it's great and everything. So mm. maybe I can convince you for a purchase. Yeah, yeah, probably. Give money to the franchise that I love, <laughs> mm. as uh, opposed to Skyward Sword. Or mm. <laughs> I'll lend that to you after I. I'm, you can lend it to me, but it won't be played. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well. That's all I got. My tank is dry. Um, well, I got, I got, you know, again, a big one. A big one. This past week, Godzilla Singular Point was finally released internationally. Yay! It had been airing since, I think, early, uh, way earlier in the spring in Japan. Um, but it dropped in every other country on Netflix, mm. I think, on Thursday. And I loved it. Mm. I loved it. <laughs> 
this anime. Oh no, he's getting on a chair, jumping up and down. <laughs> and you know, it was a it was a big relief after the other three Netflix Godzilla movies, Godzilla, mm-hmm. Godzilla Earth, which was <laughs> they were very very dull. Mm-hmm. They had no monster action in them, and you know they didn't really do anything with their premise. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't even give you a detailed outline of what happens in the in those, Ooh. but uh, Singular Point was amazing mm. to me. You know, the animation is beautiful. Like, the character designs all are, you know, beautiful. They stand out. Mm. It, at some points, it has almost like that rougher-lined painterly quality to it mm-hmm. that, that kind of makes it stand out. The monsters are rendered in kind of uh, like a cell-shaded 3D as opposed to everything else. So it makes their actions and fights, especially otherworldly, mm. You know, there's tons of little visual gags and background references. Like, Hedora shows up on, like, a uh, a little festival stand mm. in the background. It's Hedora. I'm sure you noticed. And, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and, and all these other little play. Like, people's phone cases look like some of the old Showa mm-hmm. monsters. But it is very, very, uh, you know, it's very much channeling that Showa era. Which is, of course, the era that we watched the movies from. Mm-hmm. Um... For one thing, Jet Jaguar of uh, Godzilla vs. Megalon fame, which mm-hmm. we did not get to, but I'm going to probably showcase it here. If At you, some point. If you give me real estate for, like, a two-episode kaiju thing, I'll, mm. I'll throw that one in, because Jet Jaguar is a fan favorite. And uh, he gets center stage here. The whole thing is built around this, like, spooky song that's been playing, like, on the background of, like, broadcast channels on repeat since mm-hmm. the 70s or the 60s or 70s, so they directly say, oh, it's been, this has been going since the Showa era, you know, and it and it leads into this whole theoretical physics thing, mm. and it's building, and tons of monsters come into play, some of which have not gotten the spotlight in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they really get a chance to shine. Like, like Mothra and Ghidorah do not show up in this. Like, mm-hmm. Mothra gets a reference, mm-hmm. but for once, they kind of leaned on some of the other, you know, the rest Kaiju. of the cast to yeah. do things. Uh, like, there were, there were some weird choices. Like, there, there was one, um... Uh, me and probably five other people were very excited, because it looked like uh, Gabera was going to show up, and mm. Gabera is... Uh, a big frog demon <laughs> thing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Toxitricity, who uh, was the imaginary manifestation of a kid's bully in Godzilla's mm. Revenge, which was famously, uh, like, a, it was a... We talked about it yeah. when we did the kaiju thing. It was uh, it was made for a children's movie festival, and mm-hmm. it had no budget, and, you know. They thought he was coming back, but it's actually an amalgam of him and Baragon mm. called Salunga. <laughs> And, uh, so, no Gabera. I'm but, starting to think you're making up names here. But, <laughs> you know, and then it kind of ends, uh, you know, if you stick around after when the final episode ends, because it's like 12 or 13 episodes, mm-hmm. and if you stick around, they go through this little stylized montage of a bunch of other mm-hmm. monsters, like, uh, Hedora is, like, terrorizing some people in, like, um, ancient Japan as, like, a floating ghost mm-hmm. cloud. Biolanti shows up. A bunch of other monsters in their classic designs, mm. like King Caesar, show up, and then we get a like a cliffhanger that directly has an in-universe 
uh, appearance of another big villain. Mm. So, I love it. Mm. I was more than pleased. Mm -hmm. And, of course, after last week's Record of Ragnarok thing, (laughs) where I watched it, I loved it, and then I saw that the internet was very mad about it. I went to check what people are saying about this one. And the thing with this one is that you gotta get past the techno babble. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing that I've seen people complaining about. Mm. Uh, it, Much it, like our podcast, you gotta get past the techno babble. Yes. <laughs> it plays out in a very slow burn, like, there's a lot of Grant characters mm. who are spitting out theoretical <laughs> physics stuff, and you just gotta go along for the ride. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to make sense, it's just like we're building towards something Mm -hmm. you know and i would say that there's plenty of monster action to keep folks entertained Mm. and and added on to that the main two characters who are both like the 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 whiz kids are not annoying they're not insufferable they're Mm. not like the usual child yeah well no no no, they're not children they're they're Uh. they're both like in their 20s but they're you know they're not portrayed as like insufferable geniuses Mm -hmm. they're both like very real people and it, it, it all comes together mm. at the end of this batch of episodes. So mm. don't worry about the techno babble. Okay. Don't worry about it. Just, I never do. Just ignore <laughs> it and enjoy the Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, myth arc thing that's going on throughout this event. I sincerely recommend it. Mm. So. You heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> Dan's highest recommend. Yes. Two Dan thumbs up. <laughs> Two Skyward Swords. I don't uh, know. But, mm. you know. Um, well... Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that 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 was my biggest piece of news. Mm. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I mean, other than that, I I resumed. Uh, Got Mario know. Golf, but I haven't played a lot of it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. How it's is re- it? So? It's relaxing. It's golf that you run in now. Of course, you run to the ball. Um, I saw someone playing as Waluigi got soft locked into a sand trap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they save Waluigi at some. Point. Those lanky leg physics, Dan. Um. And then I, you know, I checked back in on Cyberpunk. Mm. They added textures to oh, wow. the, the overworld icons. Like wow. the, you know, the things, like the little dots that show up over items. Like those have mm-hmm. patterns now. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, again, I'm almost done with it. I've mm-hmm. just, I've spent all of my time, like, dicking around in that game. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Uh, but yeah, so I'll report back on anything else they, <laughs> groundbreaking that they add to that. Mm. Um, but yeah, mm. shall we, uh, shall we get into a tangent? A tangent? It's been so long. Uh, today, two of our episodes, yes. again, I, I, you know, as promised, uh, two of them are plot heavy, mm-hmm. and these are seemingly showing the defeat of the series' first big bad. Mm. Um, so, this was one of those things where, you know, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. Even if in your kidly life you cannot remind yourself to watch a show every week, sometimes you'll pop back in, be it for the original airing or for reruns, and you'll see an episode like, you know, the two-parter that we're watching today. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see, seemingly, the heroes overcoming what you associate as the big bad mm-hmm. of the show thus far. Yeah. And when you watch the episodes, it feels very final. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in all of the cases that I'm going to talk about today, the shows keep going for yeah. a very long time, but there is always something about... That one big bad. Yeah, like, p- 
popping into these episodes, mm-hmm. sometimes at random, like, sometimes you've missed a few, and you just, like, you know, you pop back in, and here they are taking on the big bad, mm-hmm. and a lot of those episodes have stuck with me over the years, and I'm sure mm-hmm. that I share plenty of these with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I compiled a little list. Ooh. So I'm going to, these are going to be memorable big bad confrontations mm. throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. So the first one, um, okay, and, and one preface, like, these are all things that I popped in and saw on TV at some point. Okay. Like, these are, I've seen most of the big anime fights mm-hmm. on my own time, rewatching the series years later, mm. and understanding the context and everything, but these were ones where I, I came across it on TV, and it was something special <laughs> going on. So, obviously, the first big one, Goku versus Frieza. Yes. I watched that week by week. And for 30,000 weeks. Yes. Yes. As, All uh, the Frieza forms. As Planet Namek was going to blow up in five minutes, and it lasted for like 25 episodes, mm-hmm. famously. Um, but a, a legendary anime fight, I think. You know, Frieza is undone by his hubris. And not looking up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he gets disced in half, and then, <laughs> like... Gets blown up, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. Yeah, he comes, comes back, back later. Then gets sliced and diced again. Because King Cold finds him. Uh, um, don't start down on a conversation on King Cold Cooler and Frieza. You'll uh, be there all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my Walmart-exclusive King yeah. Cold Pop arrived of course. over the weekend, so yeah. he's... There was no doubt. ...gracing my lamp table. <laughs> but yeah, classic You didn't fight. put him on the Frigidaire? Uh, he wouldn't. Uh, nobody would see him up there. So. <laughs> you know, because you're just uh, revolving doors at your house, huh? Well, mm. <laughs> we've been in a pandemic. Well, yeah. not even, even before the pandemic, yeah. I suppose. But I, you know, I haven't had to explain my anime figures mm. to polite company yet. So the day will come soon. <laughs> that will be where you'll show up with your long cigarette yeah, and go like. like oh. mm. What is this? Yeah. Mega Man Amiibo? A toy <laughs> store or a place to live? <laughs> <laughs> this Biolanti isn't worthy to put out my ash in this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, classic fight. I think a lot of people can agree on that. Yes. Uh, you know, so classic one. Next, uh, the Jackie Chan crew. Oh my god. Versus Shendu. Yep. Because there was a stretch where, I think at the end of the first season, the bad guys got all the talismans, mm-hmm. and Shendu himself makes an appearance. Yeah. And I don't remember how they fight him, but apparently he did get vaporized by Jade. Because mm. he got, he got like, Jade did something with magic, mm-hmm. destroyed him, and then he possessed the uh, Lucius Malfoy guy for the mm-hmm. second season. Mm-hmm. when And then the Dark Wizard thing happened, yeah. so... Um, but that was a memorable one. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a, you know, they, they got Shendu and the, wh- whatever secret agent base that Jackie Chan was assigned things out of, they had him, and then he materialized into his anime dragon form. Yeah, big deal. Mm-hmm. He, he's another, he doesn't die there, but he, you know, that feels like a very final confrontation for mm-hmm. that show. Um... Kirby versus Nightmare. Was I going to say Kirby versus Nightmare, Dan? Yeah, I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat me to the fox box. Yeah. Well, I had to. I wanted to make sure I got one fox box yeah. thing on here. So, mm. well, Sonic X versus Chaos. Yeah. But Kirby versus Nightmare. He's 
He's been in there casting a long shadow over the events of the series, supplying mm-hmm. D2D with mail-order monsters the yep. entire time. And who is he? Yeah. He's just a he's a big manifestation of evil. Yep, as is often, <laughs> you know, an eldritch horror in the Kirby universe. Yes. And Kirby's fucking pissed about it, mm. so. I'm thinking like Yugi versus Pegasus. I got it. Oh. It's it's on the yeah. All right. But if you want to no, go no, into no, that, no. Yeah. Yugi versus Pegasus, big thing, grandpa's souls at stake. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Keith has been dropped down the trap door. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Into- has money for Sarandi's eyes now that Yuki's gonna win and gave him the cards, so he gets both things, I guess. I don't know. And then the tease at the end when a shoddy shows up and is like, oh, the millennial items will come into play next season and then 18 seasons down the line. Yeah. Mm. And of course, the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Who could forget the tunes? The beautiful tunes. That is, uh, you know, mirrored by Relinquished, so we get a little bit of horror tune in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it was serious, serious shit. And then what was it? Black Chaos Magician was the mm. was the one that finished them off. Magician of Black Chaos. Dad. Magician of Black Chaos. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you know that checks that one off the yeah. list. That I was, was gonna, a, but I would also mention Merrick too in the Battle City arc. I put Merrick oh on my the list. God, too. Dan. I, I put him. I put him on the list because again, these yeah. are things that as children we probably would have seen happening firsthand. Yeah. So the stakes were high, Dan. Yeah, no, the Merrick one was a was a huge deal. Yeah, Shadow Realm alternative person getting dissolved at the same time, and then using the magic of cards, he's able to switch places with Merrick at the last second. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that was and that was a long time coming because, as we remember, they got sucked into the digital dummy land. Yeah, and a lot of people thought that that came after. I was like, no, that actually came before. Yeah, it interrupted yeah. that arc. <laughs> like yeah. they they do the whole digital dummy thing, and then. Then they arrive at the Battle Tower place, and then the final, mm-hmm. like, arc of that, you know, saga begins mm-hmm. with the big rotating goober four-way battle Digital, thing. yeah. Yeah. We're in a Coliseum now, you uh, Yeah. High-stakes card games. And you gotta say the, the passcode to get Winged Dragon mm-hmm. Raw out of its balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's written on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also say, what was I going to say? There's a big one we're missing. Oh my god, it was just in my mind. Keep going. Maybe you have it on the list. Um, well, this next oh, one, Digimon. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I I did not include Digimon. Yeah. So if you have any, I was going to say the Myotismon arc definitely, mm-hmm. and then followed subsequently. Not a big deal by Piedmon. Yes, <laughs> Piedmon. Piedmon. <laughs> the Piedmon. 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 Yes, you know. Clown spooky. We get angels. I like angels whenever they show up in the the Digimon universe. And the brief thing with uh, Apocalymon yeah. was interesting, mm-hmm. I think. And I remember season two did it like equally as well, if not better, when they yeah. had like the world ending thing, and then they go and meet the original Digidestined in the world, and they go on a globe trotting adventure. And then there's like I forget what he's called. It's like Oblivamon or whatever. Oh, Deamon. Deamon. The yeah. but he because okay, his plot got cut, yeah. but he's he's in there, and yeah. then. Yeah, and then, like, Venom Myotismon? No, not Venom Myotismon. He was there. Mallow Myotismon is yeah. the... Because he was possessing the John guy who mm-hmm. was observing everything. Yeah. It was an amazing season of that show. Mm-hmm. That was... And then three, which, you know, I still haven't sat down and watched. I get here... Or I oh. know in, in... Well, I know in, like, hindsight that mm-hmm. it's, like, gets really dark and, you know... Oh spooky. yeah, no, it yeah. does. And no, the stakes the, get high and people die. The final confrontation yeah. in 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 three is like pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely up there. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we'll got to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. But definitely, put definitely on your list. Yeah. Um, my next one, 
obscure pick, but it's a Dan childhood mm-hmm. one um, from Power Rangers Wild Force. I wouldn't know. We got Cole versus Master Org, and Cole is the Red Ranger of that season, and he's like a Goku-Tarzan mix. He's like a friend to all the animals. He mm-hmm. grew up, like, living in the jungle, and he is very, you know, like a simple person, caring, loving, and everything. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that the guy who is has been acting as Master Org, the main villain of the show this entire time, mm. is like this scientist dude who is responsible for murdering his parents. Like, he was on an expedition with them, and he got jealous of <laughs> them having a, starting a family together. And, <laughs> so they must die. And he, he let himself get possessed by the real villain of the show, and, you know, it comes to them, like, they have this confrontation one-on-one in, like, a warehouse, and Cole defeats him, mm-hmm. but obviously that is not the end of the season. But I always remember it because it's like, it was one of the few times they, they did that, mm-hmm. where one of the characters has to, like, one-shot the big bad by themselves, because it's a, it's a personal confrontation. Mm-hmm. So, I fell off with interest in Power Rangers <laughs> after that season. Like, it was, I think that was when um, another company bought, like, Disney bought out Saban or whatever. Mm. Um... But I, Wild Force remains, like, the, like, the end of my childhood, perhaps, mm. so, you know, it's there. Um, Captain Gundam versus Commander Zazabi. I wouldn't know either. <laughs> it was SD, SD Gundam. Um, the, the, I don't remember, Dan. He's, he's, you know, Captain Gundam does the wind-up, and he <laughs> punches Zazabi's, like, out of my hard drive no. out of the... <laughs> and they're on the big ship, and don't, they got the, the remember, laser rosebuds, no. and the shoots doing something, and the, uh, you know. All I remember is Zaku Zak. Uh, well, they're there, too, <laughs> but, uh, and Destroyer Dome, and uh, mm. Grappler Go, and whoever the other one was, but, mm. you know. It stands out, again, it was, it's one of those, you could you could have stumbled upon it one of the times that it was repeating on mm-hmm. that. Tsunami. Not even Toonami, but that, that other after-school block they had. Magumi. 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 Yeah. <laughs> that one. Because they, they played it on that a lot, too. Um, the final confrontation in Zoids. Also, mm. Berserk Fury. Anyone? Well, only you, Dad. He's a dinosaur. I watched Zoids, but I just don't remember. Berserk Fury. He was a dinosaur. <laughs> you keep waving your hand. That's Dan, don't get violent with me. <laughs> He's ready to slap me, ladies It was a big dinosaur with two laser beams on his back, and and that was a fight. (laughs) Um, Okay, we skipped, we did a few of the Yu-Gi-Oh ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Shredder. This I remember, yes. There was that confrontation Mm -hmm. where, I don't know what forced their hand finally, but Leonardo had that magic sword, Mm -hmm. and he, he, like, as best a kid's show could, he beheads Shredder. (laughs) But then Shredder emerges from the fire, picks up his head, and and leaves. And walks out. But Shredder is out of the show for a bit, mm-hmm. then. Um, but I always remember that episode. Just remember how Dr. Baxter kept losing body parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why'd he stick around? <laughs> Was the healthcare that good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at, I'm just a floating head on a tentacle body. <laughs> at Shredder Co., whatever, the, whatever Shredder's, I... like, dummy corporation yeah. was. I don't know. Um... And then, you know, you, you, you already covered the, the two big Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. And the, another one, the last one that, that kind of stood out to me was uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Yeah. Uh, Jaden versus Kagemaru. Mm-hmm. And I did not remember who the character was, so I looked this one up beforehand. Mm-hmm. I just remembered 
Jaden fighting, like, Porky in his, like, you know, cryogenic mm-hmm. tube thing. Because mm-hmm. he has, he has like, the, yeah. the Porky spider tank, you know, mm-hmm. casket thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was Kagamaru, the uh, main villain of that whole Shadow Rider arc, where he's trying to get the Sacred Beasts, which are the, the palette swaps of the Egyptian god cards. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the fight where Jaden breaks out Elemental Hero Electrum. <laughs> who young me was like, oh shit. No oh, boy. And then I got it for a dollar fifty at mm. you know, like okay, 20, 20 years later, yeah. I don't know how long it's been, but like <laughs> you know. Another one. Yeah. Again, again. Things that you would A second runner up is also because I, I I always thought that he was the big bad of that arc, but when they fight the uh like the the chill professor dude mm. and he has like the alchemy theme deck, mm-hmm. that felt final too, but yeah. Oh, I mean, that goes into a whole U-Bell storyline the next season. We yeah. go to space. Yeah. Oh, gets crazy. Yu-Gi-Oh for a card game. <laughs> a lot places. A lot hinges on yeah. on that a card game. Card game so. yeah. But yeah, th- mm. that that is that is a roundup of a few memorable Kids WB slash Fox Barracks. No One Piece in there. That's the real shocker. Well, I didn't watch One Piece as a kid. <gasps> I got into One Piece thanks to our mutual friend John in college, hmm. so I wasn't watching those play out firsthand. Mm. Goku v Frieza I saw firsthand, and today's episode mm. I saw firsthand. But I'm trying to think, I mean, Zatchbell—it's more the manga thing because I don't think it ever—I ever stayed up to date with the anime. Yes, where we had uh, Zatch and oh my god, Keon—I can't remember his name—and versus Sherry and Brago. Mm-hmm. And Braga was hyped up to be the first one, but then in the manga it reveals like, oh no, it's Zatch's twin brother. That's really, oh yeah, the yeah. the big bad of that series. And then it goes into a deep dark place when there's like ten Momotos left in that competition. Yeah, maybe I should catch up with that anime. I still haven't seen that. We got a psychic baby, a la Ivan Whiskey. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I was I was gonna throw in Metabots, but I don't. I like... didn't see Metabots. Like I think I saw I played what the was, game. Like, it was good. Like one of the bigger metabots. Like they they fight like the guy um, who looks like Bondru from Maiden Abyss. Yeah. He like it's a it's a big metabot with like a bunch of tentacle arms and shit. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't remember if he was the final antagonist of anything. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to do a metabots internet dive, so yeah, I didn't include yeah. it on the list. But and I remember seeing that. And when we get that. to Sailor Moon first season that's a finale dan that feels like final but it's not (laughs) there's still much more to come (laughs) yeah oh wow there's 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 i mean there's so many that i didn't even know that we could just recall on the spot but i'll be thinking about that for a while Dan. but i figured you know again the, the general theme was things like final confrontations that you as a youngin could have encountered on tv so that kid boo and with yeah. A lot of DBZ stuff. I missed the Cell Saga, oddly. No, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't didn't... know why. Like, yeah. And I had a religious... Or, or, you know, I was up to date on all the other experiences with the seasons before and after it. It's just weird that I missed Cell the first time, because that's technically, like, the best one. No, I did too. Yeah. I remember... Like, I remember... I, it might have just been that it was, like, an awkward in-between part for when they were airing it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, obviously, the Frieza Saga is a big deal, and then I remember the the boo saga getting advertised like hell yeah. like i remember yep. starting it from like the great saiyan man thing mm-hmm. all the way to the the final confrontation with kid boo kid boo so mm. um 
Because also aiding in that was I had one of those like Beckett knockoff <laughs> Dragon Ball Z magazines. Mm-hmm. If if anyone remembers those with the with like the handmade art and everything, yeah. yep. and, and they had an episode list of the whole series. Ooh. So after the point that I got that magazine, I could like you know, oh okay, this is happening <laughs> this week, and yeah. again pre-internet, it was a simpler magical time. Those were the days. <laughs> those were the days. Archie, Archie, there's a new episode of DBZ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh. But yeah, I figured that mm. would be a nice trip down nostalgia lane because again, we got things coming to a head today. Yes. Uh, so with that in mind, if you approve, we will roll out the evil counterpart <gasps> to your drawing board. Um, you know, you've been you've been going with the the, the cyber themed one, the Mo- Doctor Light, oh, Doctor sorry, Light, Doctor Gilmore, Doctor Gilmore one. <laughs> it's the same design. <laughs> uh, but we're rolling out the Black Ghost edition <laughs> once again. Uh, so he's got like uh, you know, and the cape and the helmet. <laughs> he's got the you know and the cape. <laughs> you know, and he might be holographic. Yeah. We don't know. Just throw something at him. Um, I hear an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you gotta, you gotta, yep. gotta be theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so our previous batch of episodes gave us some much-needed background info for 003, 007, and 008. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some more flashbacks to explore today for both 002 and 006, mm-hmm. uh, faves, of, <laughs> faves of ours. Um, but first, it seems that the conflict with Black Ghost is escalating. So, uh, today's batch of episodes is equal parts goofus and gallant, so there is no need to skip anything. Now, there's an anime fight for the ages, goofus v. gallant. Dawn of cringe. The Amelia Bedelia crossover event with the, the family from Highlights Magazine. Why can't I remember them? The Fam- ones that you always had, they're like, don't be that. Oh, well, I was... Oh, I'm gonna have to Google well, it. Well, it was Goofus and Gallon yeah. who did that stuff. It, it was that, but there was a different family in Highlights Magazine. Oh, it's a deep cut. I'll just keep talking, Dan. Okay. I'll, I'll research. Um, so, yeah, there's no need to skip over anything. We're going right... We're starting right from where we left off um, with Pyunma's arc um, in his small African The Timber Toes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh. Uh. They are drawn like an- like Tezuka anime characters, so I mean, maybe that's why it's stuck. Literally, check it out. This is, it looks like Astro Boy, the original Astro Boy. I mean, they were inspired by, who knows? Uh, you know, Highlights Magazine was a booming industry back then, so... Um, once again, returning from episodes 14 and 15, Commander Ferej, uh, who is alternately known as uh, Commander Fureg mm. in the original version, but... We'll, in this dub, probably hear him called Ferej. Um, he has a much more prominent role in 16 and 17, where mm. he gets to kind of be the secondary antagonist. Mm. Um, th- this Black Ghost two-parter goes into more detail about why the organization wants the Zero-Zero Cyborgs captured alive. Uh, compared to what Black Ghost expected from them, their abilities appear to be exceptional. Uh, Skull wants to study this phenomenon before destroying them, so... Obviously, in terms of anime tropes, we can guess that the power of friendship <laughs> and individuality and everything Humanity, have, yeah. have, like, enhanced their abilities, mm-hmm. but Black Ghost, being bad guy, cannot comprehend that mm-hmm. and wants to know what is it that's letting them surpass their limits. So yeah. he wants to do that and study them accordingly. Uh, Skull himself, 
the big Darth Vader-esque man, uh, finally gets a chance to shine in the episodes. Uh, as per all Dan and Jonathan villains, his pride is his undoing. <laughs> so, Dan and Jonathan, you know, me. <laughs> he, uh, he, he has uh, a chance to uh, uh, stop the heroes, yeah. but he has to show off and he has to, like, demonstrate mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, his skills... And that gives him an opening to be defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and in researching for these episodes, uh, you know, I don't know how much of it gets filled in here or how much of it gets filled in later or just through manga material and everything. But, um, like, I didn't include it in the written notes because, mm-hmm. like, I, there's there's so much shit that, that I'm, I'm not sure how to make heads or tails of it because mm-hmm. some of it is different between... The manga. Yeah, and I think and, that's something we have to, like, look past in this series, especially. Because when yeah. we, we've we seen it throughout episodes and in episodes to come, they just don't explain things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's like, th- there's... Oh, believe me, there's going to be a dog that pops up and you go, where, what, then Joe's like, we've been friends for th- six months. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. But, but, but again, but yeah, we got, like, there's extra canonical things yeah. that, like, all over the place that, um... You know, I'm going to list a few of them, mm-hmm. but if, like, you know, none of these I don't think can can be considered hard canon. Yeah. Uh, one of them, you know, in one of the other, you know, uh, Ishimori-verse works, mm-hmm. Skull is revealed to be one of the Skull Men who was, like, a superhero in Japan. Saw Skullman? And he is, uh, he is 009's father. In that, in that continuity, he's, like, it's, it's teased that he is Joe Shimura's father. Sounds like a certain Space Fight series. And, and one of the, the, like, things that contributed to Joe Shimura being bullied as a kid was that he was, like, biracial. Mm. So... If Skull was, like, from another country, it, it, it makes sense in the context of whatever manga revealed that, mm-hmm. is that, you know, Skull is Skull Man, <laughs> and he's a superhero, like, a former Fallen from Grace superhero, mm. was the general gist of it. Uh, there were other things that I saw that Black Ghost um, either helped the Nazis or mm-hmm. were part of the Nazis in World War II, mm-hmm. um, like... Like, Gilmore, in some versions, like the the 79 version, I think, has an entire backstory where um, he was a Russian Jewish scientist mm-hmm. in who was kidnapped by the Nazis mm-hmm. and forced to work... His al- experiments. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was, he was forced to, yeah. to work on Operation Superman, mm-hmm. which was the first in-universe experiment to make cyborgs. Mm-hmm. And there was another guy named Reinhardt with him who I think becomes a villain at some point. Mm. Um, and then, you know, when he found out that he was serving Hitler, Gilmore booked it during another a... Another appearance of anime Hitler. A, yeah, uh, yet again. Um, <laughs> Keeps he, popping up. He books it during, like, a bombing and then mm-hmm. presumably joins Black Ghost after that. And then depending on the canon, there's, like, levels of, of dramatic tragic irony to that Mm -hmm. because gilmore joins an organization to help advance his own research Mm -hmm. but that organization might have helped with nazi war crimes Mm -hmm. so it's like you know morally gray yeah and we're not we're not gonna you know uh, we're not gonna talk about 
the horrors of World War II in relation yeah. to the Goober Black Ghost organization from this manga. Mm-hmm. But there's all these, like, none of this is consistent across everything. Yeah. Like, generally, it's assumed that, that um, you know, Gilmore went through something during World War II, and, you know, Black Ghost ended up, like, you know, finoodling him mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as well as his reasons for finally leaving Black Ghost and what prompted that, but there's all of this is intertwined. But but long story short, mm-hmm. you know it's it's emphasized throughout my my research that Skull is a dick. Uh, he he is. <laughs> You've come to the conclusion. Yeah. Skull is a dick. He he is definitely written to be a a sociopath. Mm-hmm. He has no compassion. He just kind of wants to. He wants what he wants. Uh, to, we're talking and, about yeah. Skull, not me, Dan. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, but <laughs> stick to the script. Why are you crying, <laughs> Pokemon? Um, but he, you know, his whole thing seems to be like a survival of the fittest. Like I just need to, you know, one up everyone. Mm. Kind of like Cell. I think if there's anyone that he can be compared to, yeah. it's probably Cell because he he definitely, you know, his lack of compassion is something that ends up doing him in. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think we're going to see shades of that in, in these first two episodes. Um, so they are a, you know, again, these episodes are a significant turning point for the series. Mm-hmm. Black Ghost appears to be defeated, um, but the Zero Zero Cyborgs obviously have more battles to fight, because mm-hmm. we got, like, 25 episodes left. Yeah. Um, so, this is a big deal. This is, this is the advertised... When someone thinks of Cyborg 009, they think of Black Ghost, mm-hmm. they think of Skull. So, with them out of the picture, what are the cyborgs going to do next? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, we'll, we'll be moving on to some new villains very shortly. Yeah. Um, but we will have, you know, two episodes of this final confrontation, and then two breather eps in which we get development for 002 and 006. Mm-hmm. And as promised, uh, you know, uh, 19 has some West Side Story references. <laughs> so I'll let you, uh, yeah. you know, guide us if through that. If we don't that. get an officer named Krupke, then <laughs> I'm out. You know, but so so we have a little mix of serious and then an attempt to get back to normalcy mm-hmm. before the next series of conflicts start. Yeah. So what new threats could be waiting for the Zero Zero Cyborgs? <laughs> IBS. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at this rate. But any any previewing expectations? <laughs> oh, um, we're talking about epic anime conclusions. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how Black Ghost gets defeated. Man. Oh no, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> I can't believe it's coming this early in the series. To be honest with you, um, that... so I'm excited to reveal and review that. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's, I, because uh, I... Only thing uh, I remember from this list today is Jet's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> is this what old age has done to me? Or was it just not that interesting? <laughs> um, but, but no, mm-hmm. again, this was one of those things where, even if I didn't have all the context, I definitely saw mm-hmm. these episodes on TV, and I remember, like, how, you know, Black Ghost seemingly gets taken out. Mm-hmm. Um... But no, I, I like that, that you're foggy on some of these things because it, it's a fresh take. Mm-hmm. It's like you'll, you're will you kind of experiencing these from a more objective standpoint then. Yeah. Which I don't know if we need for Cyborgs, but like, we, we're you here. Know, we're, you know, it, I'm it, excited to see more Chang, too. It's an interesting insight <laughs> to somebody who, you know, 
Because, again, this feels like it's moved very fast. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we have an explanation as to why it moves so fast. It's like they've picked and shoot, like, chosen, like, which manga arcs to adapt. Mm -hmm. They've taken them out of order. They've partially adapted them or compressed them or sped them up. So clearly they thought that this was, like, you know, the best bet. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, it's it, pacing wise, it is interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I maybe you know because the the series that aired in seventy nine was only like twenty five episodes, so it's possible that this material had already been adapted once before. So maybe they felt they could go through it a little quicker mm-hmm. than they did otherwise, so they could get into the stuff that you know Ishimori had presumably written since then. Uh, but I don't know. Mm. It's interesting to think about. Um, like I said, remember Jet, but I'm interested in Chang, who's yes. become a, a favorite, especially on how dad-like he is, yes. like a father figure, which I didn't remember from this series. Um, so, you know, <laughs> here yeah. for the Black Ghost story, but <laughs> yeah. mentally checking in for Jet and <laughs> Chang's backstory. Of course, of course. I hope there's some gooberness involved. <laughs> uh, there definitely is, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> but if you agree, well, let's get started. Anything could happen in the Bronx. We are back. We just watched episodes 16, 17, 18, and 19 of Cyborg 009. And I gotta say, I loved this match. <laughs> there is some stupid shit in, in these four episodes, but I thoroughly enjoyed them. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, is this show dumb, Dan? It might be. There's a chance. <laughs> Did we make a mistake? Was this anime a mistake? Because... Oh boy. Well, three-fourths of these episodes is dumb. Well, yeah, filtered through nostalgia, um, I think we, we, you know, we, we've (laughs) elevated this show above what it probably is, but, you know, it it is classic anime, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, well, classic in our childhood terms (laughs) anime, and, you know, these, these four episodes warmed my heart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even if they are very stupid, mm. it was, uh... You promised me Gallant and Goofus. <laughs> Not all Goofus, Dan. Yeah, there's only some... <laughs> the uh, the Mike modicum. and Ikes weren't, yeah. uh, you know, mixed well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we got some plot developments. We're on the, the cusp of a... Mm-hmm. An of arc. A, of a more serious arc, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, not, you know, It's not as... It's not know. serious, but it's cohesive. Yeah. Um, so... We're going to resume uh, immediately from where we left off in episode 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Zero Zero Cyborgs are leaving Africa while aboard the Dolphin uh, and then descending into the ocean to make their way to their next destination. Uh, They don't say where they're going, Mm -hmm. but we just assume on to the next hiding spot, maybe. Uh, However, they are unaware that they are being watched by Black Ghost, who is using a satellite to track their whereabouts. And I liked these little 
kind of scenes because it showed 004 in control, kind of like issuing yeah. commands from the bridge, and then I liked the ship to sub transformation sequence. Yeah. yeah. Always good dolphin action. Mm-hmm. Um, during a secret meeting, Skull's <laughs> military generals... Organization 13. Yeah. <laughs> With, what did you say, rave lights in the background? Party lights, limo lights? Yeah, they got like nightclub lights <laughs> for their evil secret meeting base. Uh, they, mm. they got like, there's like a star-shaped <laughs> stage with... Yeah pink neon on it (laughs) like i don't know i don't know where they get their budget their workforce from (laughs) it just reminds me of uh of time chasers where the uh Mm. the villain's office was like a kid's library (laughs) but it's similar similar (laughs) vibes um the you know skulls military generals proposed to attack and destroy the 009 cyborgs However, Skull explains that the cyborgs must be captured first so they can find out how they gain their abilities. Uh, Destroying them would apparently be easy due to technological advances. Uh, Specifically, uh, Black Ghost seemingly has a (laughs) space laser that Mm -hmm. they have not resorted to using yet. I forget if that comes back into play at some point, but they have, you know, they're like, we could wipe them off the map at any time, um... You know, and we don't know if that's bluster or if he's being serious about that, but that that's what they're going with. Um, so he establishes uh, communications with uh, Ferej, uh, who was responsible for the events in Africa, and puts him in charge of the Zero Zero Cyborg's capture as a second chance to redeem himself after his previous failures. And Ferej in this uh, magical manta ship that he's on with a long-stemmed wine glass. <laughs> the Die Manta, I believe it's called. Mm. Um, and it's... This is one of those tropes. Shell themed. Yeah, it's just one of those tropes. Like I... there, there are a lot of sci-fi stupid mantine ships <laughs> in existence, and I never get tired of it. No. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Ferej gives the orders to deploy sonar buoys in order to locate the dolphin. Uh, meanwhile, Joe Shim- Shimamura <laughs> is in his room or in a break room, uh, mulling over 0013's dying request during their battle in Tokyo. Um, you know, reflecting on 13 asking for his name and Joe never actually getting to hear his name. I believe in the episode we covered that, uh, there was a, like, his name was, like, Toshio or something. Mm -hmm. It was, it was explained at some point, but Joe never heard it. Um, so he's, like, carrying around the wooden rabbit that the deceased cyborg gave to him. Just watch the rabbits, George. And, uh, uh, Francois comes in and tries to cheer him up. Well, she doesn't come in. She's like, you grieving over there? Dances (laughs) in. (laughs) Like, yeah. Uh. Um, but, you know, the shipping remains prominent between these two. And we haven't discussed that Francois is literally a weaponized BFA. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that the internet's going on the tweet it's like weaponizing yeah. your bfas yeah yeah it, it, i yeah it, it's we don't know what she because i i wasn't sure if this was like joe's room or like a because there's like a coffee pot and like, i don't know i don't know how this works out but yeah she's already in yeah <laughs> so she uh what was it um she asked joe about his wooden rabbit and he says that he got it from a friend and then she dances well yeah seeing see seeing joe's sorrow francois tells joe a story about how she always saw the next day as an opportunity to dream of her future and fulfill her wishes to be a professional ballerina with her brother jean paul yes brother 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 (laughs) um all of that was ruined however by black ghost intervention uh, Joe tells her that all of them, her included, can't pursue their own goals until Black Ghost is destroyed. No dreams, Dan. And that, that will be prominent in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, the dolphin is attacked by... Well, not attacked, <laughs> but it's, like, invaded by holograms of Skull, 
who offers the zero zero cyborgs a chance to surrender and be spared from their eternal and conflict. And throws a really low blow at Chang for no reason. Yeah, he calls him like a fat <laughs> ass. A punch ball. Yeah. Um, Dad and I look at each other like, why are you and going he, so hard on Chang here? Yeah, he only takes a shot yeah. at Chang. So, and like, but Chang does respond, one more step and you'll, you'll be an omelet. <laughs> so, like, I, again, but he is a dick. So it's, yeah. you know, he, he's got to be petty. Um... You know, sensing that this is obviously not the case, the Zero Zero cyborgs refuse to yield, and Skull vows that will, they will be the cause of their own demise. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the holograms disappear, the dolphin is attacked by uh, Ferej's ship, which is deploying depth charges in an attempt to draw them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the explosions cause a leak in the dolphin's engine room, prompting Geronimo Jr. to investigate. Who may be the only competent cyborg now. I think he's one. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily we do get some stuff for him. Yeah, to but do I want a full this. episode. Yeah, well, I, I would, I will get to it. I would argue that one of these ones actually ends up being his, mm-hmm. like one of his full episodes. But sadly, it's not named after him. I don't know why, yeah. but um, well, uh, we can discuss that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. Geronimo Jr. goes down, he works on repairing the leak, while the rest of the Zero Zero cyborgs scramble to avoid the, de- the depth charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to the severity of the assault, they choose to remain at the bottom of the ocean until their enemies think that they're gone for And good. here I posed a question to Dan, I was like, why doesn't Ivan just teleport the dolphin? And Dan going, well, that, that's out of his ability. But and, I go, and, then I, and then I got him good, audience, I said in three episodes, Ivan teleports the dolphin away in the ocean. My monocle fell right out, <laughs> I was murder of Oh, well, he I ain't crow. <laughs> Choking on feathers again. <laughs> Damn it. It's some corbidet soup. <laughs> so, well, like, the only thing I can assume is, is that in anime terms, their abilities are steadily getting stronger. Yeah. And that would also apply to the baby. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. Um, because that power does come up even within this two-parter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with not as big things. Yeah. Um, so after, uh, yeah, so... Both sides are at a standstill. Yeah, so both sides want <laughs> wait to make a move and tensions rise. Tired of the inactivity, a jet link gets fussy Ugh. and decides to es- uh, execute a reconnaissance mission, which he famously says recognizance. Recognizance. Uh, with Pyunma, uh, despite everyone's protests. He's just gonna fuck up the plan again. And yes. 004 is like, stop, eh. Whatever. Wait, I kind of want to shoot you out of a, a torpedo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they discover... Yeah, they, they're shot out of the torpedo bay, uh, and they discover uh, Ferej's ship, uh, but shortly after rising, they're attacked. Yeah, and uh, we thought, like, the differences in pressure, like, Punma could stand this, probably. Yeah. But... As you said, we need Grant to come on and discuss the difference between sky and water pressure to us. Yeah, like the Bioshock. But like, I don't, I, yeah. what, what is sky? What is water? I, I don't, don't the, on, the only thing, you know, Pyunma can definitely handle the pressure change. And I'm assuming Jet can because he flies. Mm. So he, he can, like, he doesn't have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. they don't acknowledge the bends yeah. or anything, yeah. uh, obviously. Because um, they do have a living old man there. So I, don't, I don't know why, but, you know. Uh, so, the jet engages the ship, but is hit by some anti-air missiles, forcing the dolphin to resurface. Mm. Uh, Ferej launches everything at the dolphin, but the dolphin proves to be more than a match for the bigger ship. And we get a very cinematic-like aerial dogfight mm-hmm. between the two ships. Like yes. they, you know, high point of the episodes today. You know, some budget kicking in, we got, like, you know, the, the dolphin diving down and parting the sea as it flies, mm-hmm. tons of maneuvers, <laughs> you know, the, the, the budget shows in yeah. some parts. Um, 
So, uh, frustrated, Frege orders the launching of a prototype weapon called Hydro-G as a last resort. Uh, Hydro-G, which is a... Uh, Evangelion-style alien... Jellyfish yeah. thing. Tentacles. Uh, uh, launches out of the, uh, the Dimanta and latches onto the ship. Uh, Hydro-G then releases a powerful EMP field, seemingly incapacitating all of the cyborgs inside. In the midst of all of it, Ivan Whiskey's eyes start to glow. Mm. Um, happy that he has defeated the cyborgs, Ferej orders his men to retrieve the dolphin. And the episode ends with a cliffhanger yeah. that the cyborgs have been captured. Overall good. I was like, okay, they're setting something up, something's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be the, fin- the finale that we discussed in our tangent, you know, that big moment. Yes. But it's gonna be something, alright. It technically, well, yeah, it, <laughs> technically it is. Yeah. Because then we come to episode 17, The Final Battle. So after... I will go below and check on the cyborgs. <laughs> after uh... the prime voice acting from this one guy. Well, again, when you're when you're working for Black Ghost, yeah. how much conviction do you bring to the job every day? Uh, I don't. You know, you gotta go through the motions sometimes. Mm. <laughs> uh, so after retrieving the dolphin, Frege, uh sends a few of his men down to check on the zero zero cyborgs' current conditions. After a few minutes, the men report that the cyborgs are non-operational. Although, you know, it was clear that Skull wanted the Zero-Zero Cyborgs alive, mm-hmm. Ferej seems to disregard this, <laughs> interpreting it as, like, a dead or alive mission. Um, and this is telling, since usually Black Ghost has been trying to eliminate the Cyborg, mm-hmm. so... Uh, in terms of being an employer, Black Ghost is not that clear all the time, and <laughs> this is one case where that, you know, it's gonna it's gonna come back to bite him. Mm-hmm. Um, upon arriving at Black Ghost docking In stations, the Australian Outback. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> Or Madagascar, or somewhere. In the Australian Outback, and it's the big, like, sacred mesa that is, like, featured whenever characters go to Australia. It's the big mess, like, mesa. Picnic out hanging rock over here. And somehow Black Ghost has hollowed it out and made a base there. Um, And they've been working on this for a long time. Like, this is their primary (laughs) headquarters. Um, So how they managed to do that with no one in Australia noticing, (laughs) I don't know. But, uh, you know, they got to get on that. So, yeah, they... um, they, yeah, so the, the, the Dimanta is returning to its docking station, but the ship suffers an unexpected explosion and crashes into the interior. Get Black Ghost saying, what was that? What the fuck is going on down there? Yeah, so um, clearly something has not gone according to Black Ghost's plan. Um, the Black Ghost send in their little water tanks to douse the fires, and the smoke reveals the Zero-Zero Cyborgs. Apparently, after Hydro-G was deployed, Ivan Whiskey used his psychokinesis to shield them from its powerful MP- M- EMP fields, <laughs> uh, saving their lives in the process. But now Ivan is asleep due to depleting all of his baby energy. <laughs> he is baby. <laughs> <laughs> after hiding uh, in, like, this wall compartment from Black Ghost soldiers... The Zero-Zero Cyborgs decide to take over the base's control center, uh, get a better view of the environment. And level this joint. Yeah, they're gonna, (laughs) like, since they, you know, uh, have been brought to their enemy face-to-face finally, they're gonna use this chance to take them out. Mm -hmm. Um, Francois... Dan, just as all light leads to darkness, all ducks lead to the control room. Which I can't disprove, so... That's how it would work in cyberpunk, (laughs) so... (laughs) They gotta follow the colored pipes. Um... So, uh, Francois tries to propose an alternative way to resolve the conflict, but her teammates tell her that they have no other choice but to fight. Uh, with great reluctance, she helps the Zero-Zero cyborgs locate the control center, 
in a cool moment, she, like, listens to the vibrations yeah. through the, uh, like, the pipe, and then says, okay, it's coming from that way. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have lingered a bit more on her, like, hesitation, though. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure how much more that comes yeah. into play as the series she goes on. She just seems but... like the one that thinks before she acts. Yes, which is a rare feat in this <laughs> for, the, for the cyborgs. <laughs> um... So, uh, as uh, Ferej emerges from his broken ship, he is greeted by oh, uh, a hologram of Skull, who scolds him for his recent failures. Um, Ferej pleads for another chance, but Skull fires a laser that sets him on fire, fire uh, killing him off, and he falls into the flames below the ship. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't he just do that on the dolphin and shoot them at them all? Presumably, there's a hidden gun in the base that You're behind the projector. making a lot projector. of excuses for Black Skull over here. <laughs> You know, mm. it's difficult running yeah. an evil organization. You know, you gotta have lasers in, in places. Oh, the best moment of the episode is coming up. So, uh, <laughs> Great Britain, uh, disguised as Skull, infiltrates- George Nassau! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? It's Grant's boss, George Nassau! <laughs> he never shows up in person. <laughs> but yeah, uh... Seven uh, takes the form of, of Skull, and there's a it's a legitimately funny moment. Like, he uh, knocks on the control center door, and he's like, hey, let me in. <laughs> forgot my keys. <laughs> and, you know, um, they, uh, yeah, so they, they infiltrate the control room, and they incapacitate everyone using the sleep ray mode on mm-hmm. their blasters. Um, after this, the cyborgs split off into two teams. The first will go to the jet hangars, where the fuel is stored, well, after going, um... To the ammunitions room. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to go to the hangars and. Uh, okay, no. They all go to the ammunition place <laughs> yeah, first. And then they divide. Yeah, and then they divide up. So I didn't write down which specifics. I think 002, 004, and 009 are together. 007, 003 is with 001 and Dr. Gilmore, and the rest are planning charges throughout the base. Yeah, it's the usual combos. Yeah. It's yeah. specifically Jet and Nine are always together, as mm-hmm. you said. Um, but they get the ammunition, they load up on time bombs, and then split off into... One's going to the jet hangar, uh, and the other one is going to the power reactor that is located underground. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the rest are going to stay behind with Gilmore and help him take over Black Ghost's operations from the control center. Mm. Uh, the Zero Zero Cyborgs proceed to wreak havoc. Uh, shootings? Well, Chang sets a robot on fire that we initially thought was a person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we were shit. horrified. <laughs> But it's just a robot. I don't know. They scream like people later on in the episode. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, they're like Mega Man robots. Yeah. So we, we got to feel something. But, you know, for a second there, it's yeah. just like, because it lingers on that shot for a while. Mm. Um, so they, uh, you know, they're they're running through the base, taking out, you know, these robotic troops and incapacitating safely the, you know, the living troops and everything. Mm-hmm. So they, they plant time bombs all over the place. And, uh, you know... Uh, while this is going on, because people keep calling into the control center to see what the situation is, uh, Great Britain accidentally gives himself away when one of the soldiers contacts, you know, the the scientist that he's posing as, mm-hmm. alerting Black Ghost suspicion. And then I brought up the point, since he's so good at shapeshifting, is it considered acting still? You tell me. I, I don't think it is, because <laughs> he I... just looks and sounds the part. He doesn't even remember his lines or create a backstory on the fly. No, he, he doesn't. He just gives up. <laughs> is it like voice acting? I I don't... I... What is no, he doing? because I would consider that... I would No, because it's with a body that you see, too. But I... 
I think it's just a fabulous costume, all of the masked singer. <laughs> you could have all the talent or none of the talent, but if you have a nice costume. It's a, it's a, it's an existential debate. Is it acting if you can shapeshift? Yeah, I <laughs> in theory, but he is a bad actor. Well, like that's like what's yeah. one of his thing is that he's is he because he's hailed in London as one of the greatest. He's not. A, he was well. He was briefly, but he's yeah. now now he's a fallen starlet. Mm. So it's not like I yeah. I don't think he's. You know, he, he his time came and went. So I don't know if. I don't know if we're supposed to take him seriously mm-hmm. as a thespian. Yeah. I don't, you know, he's just yeah. like, he's doing the tanuki belly button thing, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it, it varies. Whatever the episode needs him to be acting-wise, mm-hmm. he can pull off. Um, but he does give away the game, um, and, uh, like, Skull finds out, and, you know, he proposes that they gather his troops, and, like, he suggests bringing out this Tesla weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the dudes briefly speak like, that's not, it's still experimental, mm-hmm. don't do that. Black Ghost just vaporizes him <laughs> on the spot. So he is reaching the point where he is not accepting any kind of, uh, you know, disillusionment with mm-hmm. the organization or mm-hmm. disobedience. So he, you know, he's teetering. Yes. Um, so, you know, Skull kills him and leaves. In the jet hangars, Jet Link, Joe, and Albert uh, apprehend more soldiers and plant time bombs on the planes. Down below, Chang Chang Ku, uh, <laughs> Geronimo Jr., and Pyunma destroy the robots guarding the power reactor and plant a time bomb inside. Mm-hmm. Again, good little showcase for 005 because yeah. he is able to lift like the giant concrete cover, cover of this reactor mm-hmm. and then throw the bombs in. Um... At the control center, Great Britain, Francois, and Dr. Gilmore are confronted by Tesla, one of Black Ghost's, like, latest weapons, and are quickly subdued by its EMP fields. While the rest of the cyborgs enter, all except Joe are also subdued. <laughs> well, Joe does the smart thing and is like, oh, shoot, and then speeds away. I'm yeah. like, dude, well, it's funny because, like, every group shows up and they're like, what's going on here? Ah, they all go in together and the same thing happens again. Yeah, it's it's a it's a goofy moment. Yeah. Uh, so, all of the cyborgs are subdued, and Dr. Gilmore is being held separately as well, and, uh, you know, Skull <laughs> shows up and he proposes a one-on-one mono fight. Mono a mono. <laughs> uh, between him and Joe, intending to test the young cyborg's power. Uh. If he wins, he explains, he'll let Joe's friends go. Having no choice and being an anime protag, Joe accepts <laughs> this challenge, um, but during the battle, he quickly finds out the hard way that Skull is superior in both fighting skill mm-hmm. and cybernetic ability. Yeah. Uh, Skull seems to have a lot more control over his accelerator and how to use it, and mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, it's a flashy a, fight scene. Yeah, yeah it's, nice. you know, yeah. Joe is just left standing there as, mm-hmm. like, these lightning-fast impacts hit against him, which mm-hmm. is Skull, like, you know, Skull is obviously trained to, to yeah. fight this way. Yeah. Um, and very quickly, Joe is defeated and knocked out cold. Uh, Gilmore pleads for Skull to let the cyborgs go, even offering himself up as a replacement. Skull cruelly rebuffs him and tells that, you know, he's going to watch while the other cyborgs are melted, while, while his cyborgs <laughs> are melted furnace. down. In the furnace. Um, suddenly, one of the time bombs planted uh, throughout the base explodes. What was that? D- distracting Skull for a second. <laughs> Uh, using his old man's strength, Dr. Gilmore <laughs> u- uh, takes the opportunity to tip over the Tesla beam uh, so that it hits Skull. No one's going to stop this old man in the five minutes he takes to struggle to tip this slight machine over. They were distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Joe wakes up at this time while Skull is, like, 
just you know trapped in the the strawberry flavor beam <laughs> yeah um and lunges its skull sending both of them falling into the power reactor below mm. um they're you know approaching the now open reactor with the bombs in it but fortunately ivan wakes up just in time to teleport <laughs> joe to safety uh leaving skull to fall to his death yeah. um well no he's like i'm gonna get them i can't be beat by a prototype and then well the explosions yeah go off because yeah. he falls into the reactor yeah. and that doesn't seem to phase him yeah. like he's like oh, when i get out of here yeah. i'm gonna suck him yeah. and then the bombs go off and he's like oh shit yeah and as far as we know black ghost is destroyed so uh the zero zero cyborgs get on board the dolphin and barely escape with their lives as the entire base goes up in flames mm. and australia is presumably watching <laughs> as this landmark just blows up from the inside so oh. um they they fly away and francois wonders if the fight is now over dr gilmore <laughs> sighs and says yes my dear all of the fighting is over for oh, now no. what will happen mm. Um, I'll tell you, it's not plot relevant. Yeah, <laughs> not immediately. <laughs> so, um, that uh, brings us to episode 18, first p- post-Black Skull episode, um, and it is the story of a struggling restaurant. You know, Cyborg 009 gives us these gifts once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Every week or so, we get an episode that just causes us to scratch our heads, and this is today's episode. Yeah. This, yeah. this is an odd duck if I ever saw an episode of anime. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it, the basic premise is that it's set up like different vignettes. What are the cyborgs up to now, huh? Yes. And their hijinks. And it opens... On 002, he can't have cut the garlic. He can't. <laughs> He's he... living alone in an apartment somewhere in the Bronx. Yes. <laughs> or Brooklyn or wherever. And he's cutting garlic. It's burned on the stove. He's trying to watch this uh, cooking program. <laughs> and it's just not working. He can't cook. Oh, and, my gosh. And, and he, like, remembers rebuffing yeah. uh, 006's attempts to mm-hmm. teach him how to cook. Because yeah. he's like, I got better things to do. Yeah. Eh. And then, you know, leaving. <laughs> Breathing out the window, heaving a sigh. And that's all we see of him until the bookend of the episode. Yeah. Mind you, that's his biggest problem right now. He cannot cut the garlic he in can't. the pan. <laughs> um, then we get introduced to Gilmore and his lover Koizumi back again. <laughs> yeah, they're chill. And apparently, you know, they all they're are... They're beach bungalow. Uh, multiple of them live here, like nine and three yeah, and, and one... one Mm-hmm. all live here in this beach bungalow with the two doctors yeah. um but we don't know to what extent well I... they're in walking distance to um 006 and 007 yeah, they're in japan yeah. so yeah um but these two old men clearly fucked dan it's it sounds like that's like we're both early birds <laughs> yeah it's and thank you for that dinner last yeah, like, passionate I, love like, I don't know, how else do you what, what, what interpret this yeah. um but, but the cyborgs went their separate ways, though. Yeah. They're at least attempting to go back and live peaceful, ordinary lives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pyunma has returned to the Republic of Mwamba and talks to Kabore about bringing food to a village that's suffering in the drought and just mm-hmm. from food in general. So I'm like, okay, this is a good plotline for him. That's fine. Enric is on an episode of Ice Road Truckers. He is. With a man. He's driving around with a bomb. They all hostel. got, like, jobs, except yeah. for Zero Two. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, four is driving around with the Bob Hoskins guy. Ugh. They're delivering things up a mountain uh, I... in the in a blizzard. Yeah, um, and the truck starts to careen off the road, mm-hmm. and four is attempting to, you know, lift it back onto the road. Yeah. before you know, while the other guy drives, 
uh, but that fails, mm-hmm. and the truck falls over the cliff, and mm-hmm. he saves his his trucker friend, his lover. Yeah. and uh, they take refuge in a cabin. Yeah, nearby. That's completely open. Must have been, yeah. like, you know, a vacation cabin somewhere. Uh, Geronimo Jr. is restabilizing cranes in New York somewhere, I guess. Well... With him, it it's an attempt at something smart. You know, it's good. He's the best part of the episode. Because um, they don't get credit for it a lot, but Native Americans helped a lot in building the skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Most of the recognizable skyscrapers that we have in New York City mm-hmm. were Native American crews who worked on them because they didn't have, like, a fear of heights as much. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's, I, it's been brought up in a few shows over the years, but it's not ever talked about a lot. So it's interesting that they gave Geronimo Jr. like that yeah. that arc. Yeah. Like, he's he's working, you know. He tries to correct this worker's mistake, says take pity on the poor guy because he's suffering. He's a recent, uh, you know, person here from China. Right? Yeah. To yeah. Japan? Maybe this is Japan still. Well, I don't... It's weird because he says he moved to Japan, right? No, I don't. Mm. I think he. Ju- I think he just. Uh, I think he's in New York because he's on. Okay. He's on like the Brooklyn Bridge at yeah. one point, yeah. and he he doesn't interact with the other cast members as far as we can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does have a badass. Like he he flips the crane back over. Yeah. He stops the, the I beam whatever, with yeah. like one of it, like one hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, this probably should have been his episode. Yeah. Um, but we've got the main characters. Chang is opening a restaurant that isn't Magic Grill. Yes. <laughs> it's literally Magic Grill. And we get this weird chauvinistic thing where they want Francois to wear a, a, a Chun-Li, a Chun Chun-Li outfit. A Chun-Li style dress to impress a male food critic. And everyone's like, oh, you look so hot in that. Joe is off buying food at the market with his super speed the whole episode. And is acting really strange and goofy. Yeah, he's he's acting like lighthearted all of a sudden so it's which which might you know they just defeat a black ghost yeah why not um but Uh, yeah he's going he's at the fish market mm -hmm. still dressed in his uh, are you an actor i wouldn't say that as he blushes (laughs) i was like what what is joe on this episode and that's not his big joe moment coming up but whatever uh punma uh while delivering this food hits a landmine leaving him with two bags of flour, and he ponders, should I go to the village anyway for the appreciation, or should I go back and get more food? And I was like, oh, maybe you should get more food, because yeah. I don't think this is going to feed a village. I mean, I ate my words later, I guess. Yeah. But but it's like, he really wants to see them again, because mm-hmm. he loved going there yeah. last time, and he doesn't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... And uh, the kids are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, continue. Four and trucker friend are yeah. in the cabin... There's no food in there. Yeah, we're um, gonna starve to death. You should have let me die. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Trucker guy is still upset that they're they've lost their truck. Yeah. Um, but there's also a blizzard. They have no food, and they knock a photo off the wall, which Enrique looks at and goes, "Hmm." Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Do do do. Uh, Great Britain is also working with Chang in his restaurant. Uh, fresher than a sailor on shore leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your new comeback. Uh, uh, yeah, because Joe and Seven bring back the uh, ingredients, but uh, Chang says that they're not, like, up to snuff. Yeah. So they're going to, you know, he wants to send them back, and they gotta have a better eye for spotting top-quality ingredients. Can I call you Mugu Gai Pan? Because you're my favorite dish. Well, yeah, Francois yeah. emerges <laughs> in her dress. Beautiful. <laughs> and it's like the she was beautiful all along thing a woman and joe is blushing no and then joe goes you should wear it we all like you and he has like an anime shonen <laughs> wink that i was like what what the fuck 
is going on it's in this a weird episode. moment it's a, it's a very weird moment it's like, what is going on <laughs> i don't understand no uh, it's fine we like you yeah. and then accelerates away yeah. um uh, yeah. Back in the good plot line, Geronimo start, stops this one worker from committing suicide by jumping off a bridge and invites him back to his place to talk about the issue at hand. Yes. Um, and then, uh, you know, they back at the restaurant, <laughs> they got to shift up the menu. Well, Chang says that they have to shift up the menu because the uh, the mom, f- once again, the mom from, from Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Madame M- M- Munchie, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Madame Munchie. Whatever the, the name of that character was, uh, she shows up and she's, you know, Chang is like, we gotta, we gotta cook something that'll appeal to women. I made a feast for a king, not a queen. I'm like, what the fuck are these lines? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so they change up what he's serving. It's just, like, shown to be a recurring thing that Chang, like, yeah. discards a lot of food mm-hmm. when he doesn't think ingredients are, like, up to tier. So and Francois's like, this potato reminds me of the dolphin. And initially I'm like, where is this episode going? But they're steadily tying together a through line. that I'm yeah. like, all right, fine. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he keeps discarding a lot of like a lot of food waste because mm-hmm. you know he he only puts the best stuff in his dishes mm-hmm. um but yeah they're each getting a flashback as to how zero zero six like showed them how to cook mm-hmm. on because at know, the village puma arrives he feeds the children thinks back to like you know basic skills whatever yeah um and he's a finds the appreciation in the children especially who he's feeding and helping uh enric discovers the rare potato blossom in the photo and starts yeah. digging for some potatoes that they eat just raw they don't even heat up some water yeah we assume is the gas I, turned off i don't know they can't make a fire i i don't know but they but they got the potatoes in them and uh, the blizzard subsides so yep. they can they're you know they're full and they can start walking down the mountain now. i do like you brought it up zero zero four in his flashback has a wrist blade that he's yeah, peeling potatoes with. yeah which i didn't even i didn't even like yeah. it's one of those things that you don't notice on like unless you're doing repeat view it's like his little like so he can julienne the potatoes mm-hmm. Uh, and then Geronimo Jr. feeds um, him a Chinese dish that he learns from his friend. And they both get, like, nostalgic for homelands yeah. based on foods and cooking. And he's like, like, I'm not going home anytime soon, mm-hmm. but I do prepare dishes to remind myself of of friends and family and mm-hmm. things. Like, it, like, it's it's the moral of the episode, is, yeah. is what he says, is, yeah. like, food has brought them together yeah. or brings people together mm-hmm. and uh, great britain has disguised himself as a sexy waiter can yes. i give you a sonnet or perhaps a snippet from macbeth as you eat you're not that good <laughs> yeah I'm you're sorry. pretty but you're not a good actor um if so we bring up the point again karen's right so the, yeah but the karen gets like a full meal yeah. from well she's Chang. deducting points minus 91 points i'm like what grading system are you going on food critic we don't we don't know yeah. uh it's like the metacritic score so mm. he, uh, the the Karen gets a full meal, um, and then very oddly she just takes off. And Chang <laughs> is like, "What what what rating do we get?" And she's like, "Negative three hundred, presumably a it failing shit. score." Yeah. <laughs> and she flees. Um, Chang is very saddened because he, you know, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of betting everything on getting this restaurant opened and it being a success. Yeah. And then uh, three, nine, and seven, like wheel out. These, like, other dishes that they made. They mm-hmm. made him a special meal using all of the ingredients that he had been tossing aside. And they're like, you taught us all how to cook, so we wanted to test our skills and give you, like, dinner mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he's 
He's, yeah, he has a dad moment. I'm crying he's like, into my food, but I already have a sodium. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, oh, you guys. <laughs> you know, it's a cute moment. Yeah, it is cute. And I remember, I remember this part from, mm-hmm. like, way back in the day. Um, because then a, a cop comes in, <laughs> and he's like, we've been looking for uh, a lady pretending to be a famous food critic who cons restaurants <laughs> out of full meals and then, mm-hmm. like, escapes Vamooses, without paying. Yeah. Um, and then, so Chang is like, oh, she was, she was a fraud. The restaurant is still good. That con man was a con woman. Yeah, and then Francois is like, oh, she heard a siren, and that's why she fled. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we do get Enric and his, uh, truck buddy, uh, there's this whole conversation about optimism being contagious, and how he was depressed beforehand, before he met his friends, and then that kind of got him through that moment. Yeah. And then we see Geronimo Jr. working on a scaffolding, and he's prepared a meal, and the same worker from before joins him in eating. Yeah. Very it, cute. It's you, cute end to a, a weird episode. Both using food to remind themselves of... Yeah. of Better and then, times. And well, because well, it ends with Jet opening his bachelor oh. fridge, and there's nothing in oh, there. Oh, the best ending. <laughs> he's still trying to chop the garlic. It didn't work. He looks in the fridge. Oh, there's nothing here. I wish you're cooking. Zero, zero. Only one who hasn't learned anything. Making him the worst. Uh, he's, he's the damn. Uh, he got a soft the, spot. He is the worst. He's the idiot East Coaster that we he ruins everything. So. He has had not one redeemer. At least Joe has some weird moments. None of us and want the it. dog Kubi Koro. <laughs> and none of us want to admit that we would be the jet in this series. Uh, but some of us, some of us might be. Um, not me. Which brings <laughs> us, of course, to episode nineteen, uh, the hero. Yeah. Um, jet... more like the zero. <laughs> oh no! Uh, you know, so Jet, uh, you know, obviously, as the previous episode established. <laughs> Has returned to New York City, um, and he otherwise seems to live, like, a pretty uneventful life. Like, he's roaming the streets, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the activities throughout the neighborhood, and he has befriended a young boy named Jimmy. Who Jimmy the Kid. Jimmy the Kid. <laughs> and uh, Jet entertains Jimmy by telling him stories of the cyborgs with himself at the center, um... You know, how he, Cyborg002... Has a real big penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All em- the ladies and kids loved him, and he had a massive dong, too. And, you know... Wow! Em- embellishing all these things about how he defeated... loser. Black Ghost <laughs> and stuff. Uh, obviously not revealing that he is Cyborg002, but mm-hmm. just, you know, these are the stories of Jet Link. Yeah. Um, you know, and he also tries to impart to the kid how to stand up to bullies... Like, uh, the, uh, a Jonathan has stolen a, a Dan's action, action figure. figure. Want your dolly? It's not a dolly. <laughs> Put it down. It's a limited edition burning Gundam. And then, you know, he lets the, the fight between the kids play out. Yeah, but we gotta go through this whole thing first. Like, he's hanging out with children in the park all day <laughs> just telling like stories. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing with his life? He's Jet Link. Yeah, he's and not, that doesn't mean it. He's, he's a loser. He, well, yes, he is. But the episode emphasizes that, yes. that he's, like, directionless. And the other cyborgs back in Japan are like, oh, he's been radio silent. Yeah. He's trying to, like detox himself or go come to terms with his roots i guess well i don't know i don't i think it's just that he thinks that he needs to make it alone because mm-hmm. he's got like the the new yorker thing <laughs> that he that he can't like rely on people so he mm-hmm. he's like distancing himself yeah so he returns jimmy the kid roughed up to his mother kathy in the <laughs> restaurant and she goes you didn't stop and intervene he goes boys are gonna fight um 
<laughs> yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah, I don't got to stop it. Get your lazy bum ass out of here. No coffee for you today. <laughs> but I just made a fresh pot. Shut up, you. Not for him. No, you, no, you didn't. Not for him. Whatever, broad. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, Dad. So Jet goes back home to watch the Yankees on TV. <laughs> Uh, no, before this, he does recall 40 years ago, he was in a, a street gang that's West Side Story adjacent. Yeah. I thought this had far more West Side Story roots, like he fell in love or something. But that wasn't it, and I made a bad joke that I can't repeat on the podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, but he's in, like, a a, a fight with other street toughs, mm-hmm. and the cops come to break it. Like, they're down at the docks, they're at the port. <laughs> like, as as all fights in New Jersey and yeah. New York take place, yeah. it's at the port. Yeah. And they uh, the cops come to break it up, Jet flees, and the two, what we recognize as black ghost agents, like, invite him into, like, this limo to escape with <laughs> Here's them. Here's your way out. Gee, thanks. <laughs> and Jet just runs, like, he runs, like, hey, thanks, guys. And then, presumably, that's when he's kidnapped. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, he goes home, he's watching the Yankees, and... No, well, before he does, he sees Kathy going to job number two, and they have this whole conversation where it's like, stay away from my kid! <laughs> <laughs> I want him to study hard and be a doctor, and then Jet gets like, oh... <laughs> Because she's like, I can't just sit at home all day. Right. Because I'm assuming that Gilmore set them up with money or something somehow so that Jet doesn't need, like, to work for the time being. Mm -hmm. But he's living in the same apartment building Mm -hmm. as her. So she's like, what what, what is this guy doing? Um, So, yeah. Jimmy comes up to knock on the door that night. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Jimmy, I like hanging out with you, but not when you're all broads around. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were, like, smoking cigarettes, shooting heroin, drinking beers in this apartment together. I don't know anything about kids. Yeah. <laughs> what do they I, like? Yeah. I don't know. And then he's like, has his hand on Jimmy's head, tussling his hair, and Jimmy's like, well, my dad walked out on us. And I'm assuming that we're supposed to think that Jet's dad also yeah, did if he's, that, like, probably. got that street tough bet. Like, that, like, I'm, I, like, I'm assuming that's, like, a bonding moment. Yeah. And you hear a slapping sound. I'm like, oh, my God, what are they doing in here? And they're just shadowboxing one another. Yeah, he's teaching him how to fight. He's teaching him how to stand up for himself. Mm-hmm. A- and then uh, there's a knock on the door, on Jimmy's door across the street, uh, <laughs> where the old landlord tells him that uh, the, the hotel where Jimmy's mom works is on fire. You gotta run there, Jimmy. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Mommy. They go there. It's one of the upper floors of this huge hotel that's on fire. Uh, the fire, you know, the firefighters are there, but they like they need to have more people come in because yeah. they haven't been able to evacuate everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we also forgot there's a mysterious red-haired man watching. Of which course. Play, it's yeah. very blink and you miss it, but it plays heavily into, and it's not a very good job that they do this mm-hmm. into the next arc that we're going to watch. So next episode, yeah. remember this red-haired man and adjacency to fires. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it plays into the one we're skipping and then it plays majorly into... You know, the four that I'm going to talk about next week. Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So they get to the hotel, and one of the other workers explains that Kathy hadn't come out of the building yet because she went back in to save a child. And we see this child in a pose just... (laughs) With a mask, the oxygen mask. Mask being held. (laughs) It's bad we're laughing at a child needing oxygen, but Dan was like, this is Jonathan after one bad review. (laughs) I bumped my knee. (laughs) (laughs) twisted my ankle <laughs> so they uh jet is racing through you know the the parts would you say yeah. he's jetting through jet well yeah <laughs> gotta go fast 
he says some he says pizza cake at one point so that's he <laughs> he drops pizza, a pizza sonic cake, line yeah. um he's running through the building and looking for kathy kathy's just chilling in a fiery hall you know yeah she's like she's in a corner trying to like <laughs> not you know, breathe in the smoke pr- yeah and and he gets to her and <laughs> you know kathy is obviously surprised that the random weirdo who hangs out with her son is here to save her uh but they're they're making their way out at one point, uh, like there's like a backdraft, and the door explodes, and Jet's leg is damaged again, um, revealing mm. the cybernetic knee yeah. thing. And, Always and, injuring his knee. And Kathy pieces <laughs> together that, oh, you're that cyborg that you've been telling my son about. And Jet goes, hey, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he starts to like, you know, because she can't breathe, obviously, yeah. he starts carrying her the rest of the way because they need to try to get well, to the leave roof. me behind and then she goes what did, what are you doing <laughs> you told little jimmy that <laughs> oh yeah that's indestructible. right yeah it's like don't you... quit on me now so yeah jet attempts to do like it eh, go on without me i guess i'm dying <laughs> yeah. here whatever leave this tin can new york rock. new york yeah. whatever you know and then she's like you know she talks sense into him she's like no don't give me that shit you're not sacrificing yourself just come on and you know <laughs> it's like it's a leg just yeah. come on and uh you know they they make their way out mm-hmm. and to the roof mm-hmm. and uh you know uh like Kathy's like how exactly did we get through this like are you actually you know you I guess you are a cyborg and mm-hmm. you do save the world <laughs> and he's like you know I'm indestructible eh? uh, you know as as best he can figure yeah. and a rescue helicopter appears mm-hmm. and saves them and Jimmy on the the down on the ground is Mommy. R- overjoyed yeah yep Oh, another yeah. iconic scene. But uh, <laughs> this episode, Jimmy knocks on Jed's door. Yeah. Jed's gone, and then I was like, "Oh, if he writes a letter, dear Jimmy, I don't write so good." <laughs> yes. But I don't know. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Stay in <laughs> school. school. <laughs> Drink be your a, milk. <laughs> be a good egg. Yeah. All right. And then uh, he, you know, uh, he has uh, Jimmy and Kathy go to like central not even because it's no, by it's, the sea it's, it's just you know yeah it's the it's that park the, near <laughs> the brooklyn bridge or whatever it's i forget what it is don't um, be swimming in that water jimmy and uh you know jimmy's looking for him and then jet link flies over in his cyborg costume uh. you know revealing to jimmy that he was cyborg 002 all along and you know jimmy is overjoyed uh by this and mm. the letter states that you know jet will be back at some point and just take care of your mother yeah. Because she's a special lady, and... <laughs> I'm gonna um, boink her later. <laughs> and, you know, Jet's flying through the air. Uh, presumably, Dr. Gilmore repaired him, because mm-hmm. uh, him and the rest of the cyborgs are all on board the dolphin. I'm just watching Jet, like, does he seem different to you? And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> he seems happy for yeah. some reason. Why is care. that? And then, <laughs> you know, and Jet's flying by himself up ahead, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna go scared out the sky. And then, I'm indestructible, you know? <laughs> and everyone's confused, but... It's a sweet little episode. It's not, you know. There's a difference between sweet and saccharine. <laughs> and I, you know, it's it's a goober episode, but I it's like it. It's a Dan it. episode. It is. It is. It uh. is. But no doubt there. But mm. <laughs> we also forgot the part where zero zero seven turns to the camera and talks to us, the audience. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, she's got no taste. Who did you just <laughs> talk to? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Uh. Well, we did it. We did. We made it through another few episodes. General thoughts. They were goofy, but they served their purpose. I thought that Black Ghost 
I mean, I assume he comes back at some point. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. if they left it like that, I would have had some questions. No, there's more to hear from yeah. them. Yeah. And while I did think that uh, the third episode we watched today was the weirdest we've watched yet, I think the through line eventually paid off, especially in regards to 006 and 005. Yeah. And Jet was Jet. Yeah. What can I say? Again. I'm happy you're happy. <laughs> no, this was probably one of my favorite, ba- like, unironically, mm. this was probably one of my favorite batches of episodes that we've done. Because mm-hmm. it, you know, equal parts, plot stuff, <laughs> gooby, you know, a background stuff. It, it, I I think it's probably one of our best combos when we can get a mix of things like that. So, right. I'm pleased. That's, you know. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> you got to eat crow. It was good. It's a fun I, yes, episode for yes, me. Yes, of course. <laughs> Well, Ivan can't teleport the dolphin, or so you say, but maybe you can teleport us into the tail end of our episode by revealing where our audience can find us on social media, Dan. Uh, you can find me, uh, burying the garlic on my Instagram account, King underscore Danis, as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast account. Mm-hmm. And you can find me walking in on Dan Grieving in a stylish pirouette. (laughs) (laughs) I'm losing my mind, JK, on Instagram. Drink and read JK on Twitter. Remember, as always, uh, you can follow my other podcast, being Nightcaps at the Theater. Uh, If you like movies and drinking or drink and read where we recap literary classics. Oh, literary classics. Um, But we're taking a short hiatus deciding our next book. And Mm -hmm. I'll be... Letting you know as soon as I know. Mm-hmm. But Dan, next batch of episodes, we're skipping over dinos and dogs. <laughs> None of them will be <laughs> Kubikoro. You know, my dog, Kubikoro. He's been around forever. Yeah. Oh, uh, we'll talk about Kubikoro and stupid robot magic dinos. Dinosaur island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we'll get to an actual plot synopsis that's worthy of the gods, some may Ooh, say. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I am excited for this next arc because, yeah. It's a good batch. This is where it starts getting into, probably for a lot of people, where these episodes are more difficult to see because mm-hmm. it feels like it dropped off This somewhere. is where I remember dropping off. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm excited that we're going to be diving into them finally. Mm-hmm. So. so get out your pan flute pan. <laughs> Do a little dance. Make mm-hmm. a little love. I don't write so good. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Sayonara.